Hello, and welcome to Someday We'll All Be Dead, a podcast where we talk about all the things with a social work perspective. I'm your host, Hallie Harris, and I am a hospice social worker. Today, I've invited my friend Jess over, my neighbor, um, to talk about her unique thoughts on parenting and all kinds of different things about parenting. So let's uh, get into it without further ado. This is why I don't have children. Yes. Because this dog is all I can tolerate. I know. You were saying your toddler toddler face, look yeah. at me, look at me. Yes. It's definitely not about anyone but them. So this is my neighbor, Jess. She's been generous enough to come over and chat with me about being a parent and particularly about being a parent of twin boys, which is its own unique challenge. Uh, I just like to get into a lot of different things. So, yeah, maybe you can just start by telling me about the horrific experience of being pregnant. Oh, jeez. Um, actually, for me, uh, we really wanted kids. So, being pregnant for me was great. Even though you were enormous? I saw those pictures at the end. I didn't know you then, but... Well, see, I'm, I'm, I look like a bloated Care Bear. I don't have a torso. I mean, I've so, never seen anyone that huge, even with twins. Well, neither the doctor or the nurses, but that's besides the point. <laughs> you know, I'm five foot three. I have no, no torso, and I had two kids who were 21 inches long growing out. Yeah. Um, my pregnancy was good until I got to seven months and was put on bed rest. And that sucked, because I don't like resting. <laughs> so... <laughs> In order to grow them and get them to term, which didn't happen anyway, but, yeah. Well, thank God, because they were already huge for twins. I mean, that doesn't seem normal, 21 inches for twins. Aren't they normally a little smaller when they're born? I don't, you know, honestly, I don't know. Their daddy's tall. They were both 21 inches and 5'13 when they were born. Hmm. So, five weeks early. That's... (laughs) Yeah. What if they went to term or went over? I can't even... They, no, and I, you you had a natural birth, if I yes, remember. You did not yes, have a C-section, no. which is also insane to me. No, I had a natural. Yeah, my first boy was was transverse, so he was good, and and then my second boy, they pulled out by his feet. Right, so transverse is like normal head, head out. Down. Yep. Okay. He he paved the way for his brother. So. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. A little bit, but <laughs> it was okay. It was good. Wasn't a bad thing. I enjoyed, you know, most of it. But they're my only kids, so I didn't have enough epidural until my doctor told me I had to. Yeah. Because I wanted to feel contractions and be like, oh, this is what it's like, and yeah, it's 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 an experience, but I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How long were you in labor for? Nine hours. That's really not bad. No. For a first pregnancy. No, but I, you know, like I said, I had already been dilated to a three or a four for two and a half, three weeks. Mm. So when it started, it started. Gross. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> it's good. They were in the NICU for a week after. And that was grand. But getting them home was where we wanted them. Mm-hmm. So we did great after that. Yeah. So everything's double, obviously. Yes. Not only feeding, but poopy diapers and staying yes. up all night and teething and 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, you don't have experience with a single child, so you don't have something to compare, but no, I'm sure you had a lot of friends that just had one, so maybe you got a feel of the difference of the work that you were having to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, my sister had a kid when she was young, and so I helped raise him, but, you know, I think with, with me, for my kids, like I said, I really wanted my boys. And I had told my husband when we first got together that we won't, we wouldn't have kids until he could support us mm -hmm. and I wouldn't have to work because I want to stay home with the kids. So when I had my kids for me, they were, I didn't think of it as work. I didn't, it was nothing like that. They were my babies. Yeah. Like that was my focus. You know, people were like, oh, you have to go out. You have to do stuff for yourself. And you know, like for some people maybe, you know, because you have to have that like interaction. But for me, I think it was just, you know, I would, you know, say hi to people. I mean, I have friends anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I've like had people like pounding down my door. It was just me and my kids. It's me and my boys. Yeah. So it was just more of a pure enjoyment. I was going to save it for a little bit later, but since you brought it up, <clears throat> I do kind of want to talk about the fact that you were fully in the workforce before this. And I think, yeah, you know, it's much more common in the past that women would stay home and raise the kids. Yeah. And now it has to be a conscious choice and it's hard because you only have one income yes. and it's expensive. Yes. You know, cost of living has gone up dramatically. So, and I think it's also for women now is, you know, this era, this last two generations really have, been the first time that women have gotten a choice to work or stay home or do whatever they want as yeah. opposed to no you will stay home and that's how it's going to be so maybe you can talk a little bit about those choices as far as you know because you worked okay. as a, a medic well I was a I was a volunteer EMT firefighter and then which is also an unusual profession for a woman yeah but I've been <laughs> an EMT since I was 18 yeah and then I worked various, I mean, I worked everywhere. I worked hotels, I've worked gas stations, I've worked doctor's offices, um, a lot of different places. But yeah, always working since I was 12 years old. So the plan was, before I got pregnant, I was actually in the works to, I was paid for to go to paramedic school mm -hmm. in Tacoma. I got the letter from my chief saying that they were going to pay it. And then I found out I was pregnant the next day. <laughs> That's some timing. So, yeah. Which was, you know, I was like, okay, cool. Because my plan was go through the first two years, you know, be with my boys and stuff. And then when they were about around two years old, I would get back into EMT and then go on uh, to get my hours back to go to paramedic school. And I didn't then, know this. I didn't know you had planned to go back into the workforce. But I had, I had, because I was like, the plan was, is that like my husband would work while I was in school and stuff. And then when I got out of school, then I would get a job here, uh -huh. um, as a firefighter paramedic. Cause you have to be both in this state. And then he would stay home. Okay. He was going to stay home with the boys. But it just did not work out that way. Um, at that time, there were no medic jobs, period, in the state. They were sending people out of state. 
Wow. After school, because we were full up in Snohomish and King County and that stuff seems like that. crazy to me that yeah. we would ever be full. Yeah. Well, a lot of people want to be medics. Well, I guess so. It's good money. So that's why. Better than an electrician? Uh, runs he, hand in hand. Wow. For real. Okay. For real. Because you're dual. Oh, okay. You're dual purpose. Sure. So then after that, you know, and it was hard. I mean, I'm not going to say it, it was easy at all. You know, I mean, I really had my boys and that's what I focused on. But I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I should be doing more. I should be doing this. And I think a lot of women kind of feel that way because there is a stigma that, oh, you know, you don't your kids shouldn't be your whole life and you should have a life of your own. And I don't, it's very confusing to me. To me, it was hard not being out and working and doing something that I totally loved. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I had my boys. And well, I think that's what's important is that it is a choice. Not yes. that you were told one way or another. Oh, no. And certainly there is cultural stigma around one or the other. But like you're saying, you know, it's, it's even having the choice to do it. Yes. Is what's important. It is. And if you choose to do it, great. If you have the capability, go for it. You know, for me, I we wanted our kids a ton. And I wanted to be able, I guess, to have them and to, you know, watch all of their steps and stages. <clears throat> and Got a little to, allergies today, yeah, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> and to just kind of, in a lot of ways, give them stuff that I never had sure as I think a child most people want most parents want that I would think right you just kind of we all want to kind of do a step a step better different than what you had and that's what I wanted to show them nice were you wanting boys were you wanting twins was that expected <laughs> no <laughs> you didn't do IVF or anything this oh, is like natural no. this twins. is natural sex yeah old-fashioned football game sex <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, no, I didn't know that I could have twins. Um, what happened was, so I found out I was pregnant and I had no idea how to go about getting an OB and stuff. You know, I'd never been to the doctor. I was, you know, late twenties and it was just one of those things. So <laughs> I did not have... An actual doctor's... I had a doctor's appointment at like 10 weeks. And the OB was kind of shady. She wouldn't answer our questions very well. Um, I was big. By the time I was, you know, 10 weeks old... Or I was 10 weeks along. It looked like I was about 6 months pregnant. Wow. So, 20 weeks. They... I didn't have an ultrasound until I was 20 weeks. Which is... That's unusual? Yeah. Okay. It, well, it was unusual for me because of, for one, the size and, I mean, stuff I found out later that I was telling her, she just, we had to pay the money. So, we, they wanted a quote-unquote retainer fee. I mean, did so, you think you might be further along than you no, thought? Or? No. You were dude, just like, I I'm thought, huge. Okay. I thought I had a big kid. Okay. okay. My husband asked me once, he goes, well, what would you do if we had twins? <laughs> and I, I remember laying in bed and I looked at him and I said, you're full of shit and don't ever say that again. Yeah. So he never brought it up again. Until you had an ultrasound. <laughs> so we go and do this ultrasound. I lay down, the tech comes in, Jeff's standing there, my husband. 
and she turns it on. She puts the wand in kind of the middle of my belly. And I see two heads. And I'm well, that like, that can freak you out by itself. Um, yeah. And I hear Jeff, he's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and I'm like, a two headed baby. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, what the hell is going on? And she flips off the monitor. Well, it's even scarier. And what I'm the like, hell? I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? And she goes, well, you guys did know you were having twins, right? Oh, my God. That's how you found out? Yeah, five months pregnant at my ultrasound that I'm having twins. So, um, I cried. <laughs> I wasn't like, oh, my God, this is horrible. But I was like, oh, hello. You know, that's a big shock. Mm -hmm. First, you, you gear yourself up to be responsible for one precious life. And then you have two. And you're like, crap. Right. <laughs> I don't have that much longer, you know, to go. And Jeff, he went sheet white, had to sit down. He almost passed out. It was pretty funny. But, yeah, we went out. We had to, um, we had already had one crib, so we had to go get another. Because you can't have two babies in the crib? I'm, I don't know all these no, things. No, you could. Tell me. We, we, you could. I mean, because we actually, that's what we thought we needed to do. You know, you're, you've never been a parent before. You're like, oh my God. So that's what we thought we had to do. Okay. You don't. <clears throat> um, our kids never slept in separate cribs anyway. They never really slept in a crib, so, um, but, you know, clothes, like, we had a lot of people from around our neighborhood, actually, which was really cool, um, give us baby clothes and, and stuff like that. So, it wasn't too bad in that sense. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there was way, because yeah. Jeff was, you know, on the books that at that time with the union, so... We got wicked stuff for formula and everything. So it wasn't that bad. Yeah. It yeah. was good. They were easier when they were babies. I think <laughs> everyone thinks that it's harder. And like you said, I don't know the difference between one and two, like full time. But they were, I would, I sailed along when they were infants, toddlers. It was a great time. They get older. It gets a little bit harder. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Well, they're, they've always been two different kids. I mean, just because they're twins, it doesn't mean that they're exact, you know, the exact same person. Sure. Um, they're very different. Yes, they are. And so when it gets, when they start developing and they start getting into their little personalities even more and more and more, you have to handle them different. So you're raising two different kids at the same time. With At the same developmental stage. Right. With different parenting techniques. You can't use one for the other. Right. Right? You have brothers and sisters. What works for you might not work for your sister. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing, but it's at the same time. Right. Or a week apart. They're normally a week apart going through whatever they're going to go through. Mm -hmm. So as they got older, it was just kind of like, okay, you know, it's just that stressful of like walking a line. You know, I don't want to break my kids, but my kids aren't going to be assholes. They're going to learn. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. So, I mean, I think I'm a lot more lenient in some areas, you know, because some things don't really matter to me um, about what my kids say or anything. I swear a lot. I don't, I don't see a problem with it. Um, it's part of my vocabulary, so I don't even think. 
okay. half the time um, of what I say, unless I'm actually very mindful. Um, but when, like, when Dylan was, he had to have been two years old, and the boys used to stick up for each, well, they still do, but they stuck up for each other when they were that age. Uh-huh. So if Dylan got in trouble, I would be scolding him and Logan would come up and push me away and be like, you can't talk to him and all this other stuff. And I, Dylan told me one time we were outside and I told him not to do something. He turned around and he said, I'm going to slap you in the face and push you in the bushes so the spiders will eat you. <laughs> At two? At two. Uh, first, can I just say I'm impressed by the vocabulary <laughs> <Right>? skill. <laughs> I was like, <clears throat> um, okay. I just, I couldn't even help it. I was like laughing. Like, where did that come from? And then he just kind of looks at me and gives me a smile and walks away. <laughs> you know? It's just like, I have no idea where it came from. But, you know, it was just one of those things I always remember. Like, that was his first, like, attitude where he's like, really? <laughs> Watch this. So. Yeah. Well, that and, that, you know, that's exactly why I wanted to talk to you about parenting. Because, you know, obviously I'm not a parent. But I, from experience of other people's parenting, everybody parents a little bit differently. And there's also this huge parenting stigma of judgment and shame I yes. mean for example on the news this morning <clears throat> I don't know if you know who Chrissy Te- Teigen is no <clears throat> but um anyway she's a celebrity and she uh you're fine she brought her little daughter who's the cutest looking thing okay to the dentist at three years old and there was this huge like this is go we'll come back to what we talked about yesterday okay. but um, they, she brought her in and she's, you know, practicing with the dentist, a cute little video and everything. And it was all about, I can't believe you didn't take your kid into the dentist before three years old and blah, blah, blah. And say to shame her. And she, she doesn't let anybody like say anything to her, you know, Good she just her. takes it and, you know, punches back. Um, right. and she actually shared, I don't remember how long ago it was, but she had a little kid, I don't remember which one that needed a helmet cause this head was soft or whatever that oh, is. Okay, okay. Um, and so she like made it a big deal to put it out in the world because other parents have kids that need this and it's yes. like as if you're doing something wrong and there's just no. such this culture of shame and it's like like we talked about yesterday because we have our nights in the office as yes. we do. Yes. Um, usually weekly, uh, sometimes bi weekly, but <clears throat> we're always talking about random things and this came up where it's just like First of all, just mind your business. Like, what is it any business of yours? Right. And why do you need to shame people? I mean, everybody's doing their best is the point. Everybody is doing the best with what they have. Yes. So leave it alone. They're not being abusive. What is the problem? Well, and I, I'm sorry, but the dentist? Yeah. I mean, that's the fucking stupid. I'm sorry. That's the stupidest thing I've ever <laughs> heard. Why would you say anything? Her kid's at the dentist, period. Why do you care? Yeah. Okay. It's not like, I mean... Dude, I've, I've seen kids who never get to the dentist and their teeth are literally rotting in their head. Yeah. So I don't quite understand that, but it is. People hop on the bandwagon because you can say whatever you want. Yeah. And, and that's I mean, why online you... is a whole nother thing, but it, it just brought me to like parent right. shaming and the whole judge. You judge each other so hard. Not you specifically. No, but no, no. In I general, I find that people just get so judgy about parenting and it's like, 
you're you're all fucked up. Everybody yes. makes mistakes. There's oh, no yeah. perfect parent. So what the hell? Here, you know, here this is I think my response to that, my experience. So in our society a lot of people are like it's very important of how you look. So you know, your your I guess quote unquote status and, and you're this and that and you're great and blah blah blah. So at a job, right, you go to your job every day, your boss tells you, you're doing so great, or, you know, your clients, patients, whatever, oh, you're awesome, right? You get all this positive feedback, make yourself feel good, you look good, whatnot. Mm -hmm. It's not that way with kids. Um, kids are going to do what they're going to do, and yeah, we all just go along and try and do our best. Sometimes people want to look good. And if their kids don't make them look good or not doing what other kids are doing, mm. then they feel it's a bad reflection on them and that they're not doing. So be, it, it becomes about them. Okay. Yeah. So a baby is a very selfish creature. We're born that way. It's supposed to be that way. So a parent for, in my opinion, you don't have the luxury to be selfish because it's not your time to be selfish. You should have been selfish before you had a kid. Right. <laughs> right. Because we can uh, have... That's why I don't have kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this, this time where you're supposed... That baby is supposed to be what you focus on, in my opinion. Um, even if you do work, it doesn't matter. You know, you go to work, you come home. I've seen single moms. I've seen moms with husbands. <coughs> they both work or whatever, but when they come home, that child is their focus. Right. And so I think that but when people are doing these things and saying these horrible things to other parents or just picking on stuff that makes no sense, it's their lack in them or their own insecurities that they're going to try <clears throat> to project onto somebody else. I mean, that's normally what shaving is anyway. Right, right. You know, you need to just shut your fucking mouth and deal with your own shit. Right. Um, but, you know, for the kids that really don't have the parenting okay that's what i've seen in the last i would say five to six years of kids is that parents have decided that it's well some i can't like say all but some have decided that they don't need to parent at all and that they can leave it up to their child to raise themselves so like you go in and someone says to somebody to their two-year-old well that's your decision a two-year-old? Yes. A two-year-old can't make that kind of decision. Oh, but it's easier for the parent. That seems harder. No. Oh, no, because see, no, see, and this could be a whole other thing. For me, <laughs> it seems that I think people have kids for a lot of reasons, but I think some people have kids to just have it, to have them. Okay, I did this. I went along this thing that was set in motion. Culture and society yeah. tells me I have to have kids. Right, which is seriously antiquated. You don't have to have kids. All right, we got enough kids <laughs> in this world. We all need more if you're not going to be, you know, actually parenting. Mm -hmm. So they read these books. They read all this stuff, which reading a book on parenting, for me, in my opinion, is ridiculous. You can, like, look for some help. But, I mean, people actually, like, read these and then go off these steps of somebody. And it's like, really? You can't really... Whatever. But they do. They're like, oh, it's their choice, and they need to be able to do this, and they need to have this kind of freedom. They don't 
understand. That's not how it is. It's like a mama bear doesn't have a coven that says, oh, okay, well, go find your own food and make the decision if you're going to go by the wolf pack. <laughs> go see if you can make friends and we'll see what happens. <clears throat> That's kind of what it is to me. So these kids grow up or else it's just neglect, you know, not in, in that sense, but like there's other people who just straight up have a kid, throw them in daycare for the work day. They get home. They don't even see the kid. They get home, put them to bed and it starts all over the next day. Mm -hmm. That happens also. But from what I've seen is, is just the kids get left behind a lot of the time. My kids, if they don't like me, that's okay. I, yeah, it hurts and it sucks. But my kids are not going to get caught up and lost in what ha what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. With a lot of kids. Where it's pretty much free reign. There's no respect. They aren't taught respect for authority figures. For themselves. And for other children. So the kids. My kids. You know they get disciplined. They will get disciplined at school. You know I volunteer. If they're acting up. They know I'm going to call them on it. Because it's just not appropriate. You know save it for home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know pretty much so well and, and just to get into the weeds a little bit about <clears throat> because you you are strict in some ways yes and then in some other ways you're very lenient yes so you were mentioning about swearing before i derailed you yeah yeah swearing see because swearing for me everyone's like oh there's bad words and it's like <laughs> okay a word is a word Society deems what's quote-unquote bad or good. Sure. I don't really hold <clears throat> true with that. Like, yeah, my kids don't go around shooting off their mouths. They, you know, I told them when they get older, 16, 17, you know, you'll figure out your appropriateness to your level. My kids don't swear, swear at school. If they're listening to a song or something like that, they, I don't care. You mean you know, they're singing along? Yes. <clears throat> yeah. And that's that's fine. You know, it's not, they're like, oh, they're bad words. And I said, no, they're not. They're words. They're not, you know, they're deemed bad by somebody else. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you're not going to go to school and flap your mouth. And, and just to clarify for those people that may have comments, we're not talking about defamatory words, the no. N-word, that kind of thing. We're just talking about the, the normal swear words. Yes. That you can't say on TV, as George Carlin would say. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's the only, it's, it's just swearing, you know, that, that, yeah, I'm getting at. <laughs> you know, like, even at home, you know, they, they're told to watch their mouth, you know, they don't have free reign with that. But what I'm saying is that, you know, there, there's always these labels that, oh, it's bad, and it's this and that. It's like, it's just a word, man. And you know what? You got to play by the rules till you get old enough. And then there you go. You sure. know, if you want to go and, and have your deal. So it's not that big, big of a deal to me, though. But then at the, you know, you free reign with that a little bit. But then you also restrict their time with video games, which I think is another big problem is people tend to, especially, and this is no judgment. It's just right. a fact that yes. especially when you have both parents working or you're a single parent and you're yeah. working, you're exhausted, and it's easy yes. to sit your kid down in front of some device. Yeah. Um, because you just need a break. 
For sure. No, I totally get that. I mean, yeah, my kids have a limit. They use, this is, because my, my husband plays video games. I don't. I have no use for him. But we all have our own little escapes and whatnot. So when my boys started playing, yeah, they have a time limit. Mm -hmm. However, if they start getting out of hand playing those, because it's ridiculous to me, they will just fly off the handle playing these games. And I'm like, it's a stupid game. This is not real. Mm -hmm. You're not really shooting that person. <laughs> what is wrong with you, you know? <clears throat> so they'll even get kicked off right in the middle if they get out of hand in that way. Because that's, to me, that's just unnecessary. It's like, you know what? You're not in war. Okay? You can calm down. The The little figure's going to get back up again. You know what I mean? Well, and, you know, two things to clarify. Your kids are 10. They just turned 10. Yes. So that's the age range we're looking at, developmentally. Yeah. And also, it's the perfect time to be learning about reality versus augmented yes. and you know when is it you know appropriate to have that kind of response not when you're playing the game well yeah like i mean getting frustrated is one thing i totally get that because that's part of it but yeah when you go beyond that i'm just like that's ridiculous you're done mm -hmm. you need to step back take a time out and go do something else get outside you know because for me I am an outdoor person, so during the summer is my time with my kids. And they're pretty out, outside people, too. They're yes. very outdoorsy. Oh, oh, yeah. They are. They're and they, always on their bikes or whatever. They are. And because me, I told my husband, I said, there'll be that balance, period. Or else I will take the PlayStation, throw it out the window, and roll it over with my car, and he knows I'll do it. <laughs> like, no joke. It's, you know, they, they need it. That's very important to me that they, they have that outside. So the summers are mine. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that's, I thoroughly, wintertime, yeah, it's a little more lenient because we're, we're in the house and whatnot. But. Sure. So, yeah, I don't like video games, but you, you know, that that's okay. And you mentioned that you volunteer at their school. So I think that's, um, a different level of involvement that, yeah. um, I can certainly see, not in your case, but I can see if a parent was, you know, as they would say, helicopter parenting, where they're constantly overriding everything that their kid does and not letting them have their own experiences, which you don't do. You're just there to help out with, right. like, math and stuff. Um, <clears throat> but you're able to, because you're there, you're able to see them interact, and you're able to also see what that experience of bullying was with yeah. your kids. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. I mean, it seems like they're too young for that shit, but no, it happens. No, because like I said, some people who have kids, you know, unfortunately, the children have had a hard life, um, even at the age of, you know, seven years old, mm -hmm. that some of them are, are seriously already damaged. Um, so my oldest, he... In second grade, there was physical bullying. And the school was like, oh, well, we'll have them sit down together. And I'm like, fuck you, no, you won't. Uh-uh. Like, this is not appropriate. This is not okay. This is physical. I said, what happens to zero you know, tolerance? You have zero tolerance for drugs, but not for getting punched in the face for doing nothing? Yeah. 
I'm like, what is that about? So physical abuse is okay, but drug abuse isn't. <laughs> um, okay. So we went through this, my son. And kid, I tell you what, kids will teach you so much. As adults, we have gotten our prejudices, which we all have them. We all have our different ways of handling stuff. Um, and the this one guy that he dealt with, the troubled kids or whatever, and I'm sitting there and I had already gone off on him pretty thoroughly. And my son's sitting there and he was like, well, you know, if he's willing to sit down with this other kid who had, you know, was physically freaking abusing him. Uh-huh. And they can maybe, you know, talk it out. And I said, tell me this. Why does my son need to do this? I said, he didn't do anything wrong. Why is he going to sit down and talk to somebody who's beating him up? That makes no sense to me. And he's like, well, I could just do this or that. And so I, you know, whatever, I'm super pissed right now. So I says, you know what? My son's not doing nothing he doesn't want to do. So I looked at my son and I says, what do you want to do? And he's like, well, he's like, you know, mom, I'll just, I'll sit down with him and talk to him. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, for real, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, he goes, you know, mom, he's just messed up. He's like, I'll just talk to him. <laughs> I was like, well, I was put in my place. Um, cause you know, at that point, honestly, I'm thinking about my child. Sure. I'm not thinking about this other child. <laughs> <clears throat> so they did and, and whatever. And then things got good for a bit and then it started up again. So it got to the point, you know, the principal knew me very well. Um, I don't keep my mouth shut, especially when it comes to my children. So I had to go in cause this bullying kept going on and my son, it was just, it was not good. I wasn't going to tolerate it. You know, you let them carry on as much as they can. You give them the choice. I gave myself the choice. I said, okay, what, you know, when, <coughs> at what point do you want me to step in? You know, I mean, not like the physical stuff, but kind of like, you know, name calling and stuff. They have to learn how to get over that stuff. Yeah. They have to do it sooner now, in my opinion, but you know, that's what's going on. But anyway, I go into the principal and I'm talking to her and I'm like, look, this is unacceptable. Um, I'm going to be making my next stop the sheriff's office and I will not go quietly into the night. Like I will get news involved if this is what it's going to come down to. This is ridiculous. So she's doing her PC thing. Oh, well, blah, 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 blah. And so I looked at her straight and I said, listen. I said, we've been talking here for 40 minutes and the only thing I'm getting from you is pretty much this. You, the school districts, this one will sacrifice the masses for one troubled kid because you can't discipline him, you can't suspend him, you can't do anything. So he can just run around, punch kids in the face, do bodily harm, and then, oh, he doesn't get to go out to recess, but he gets to go into a room and play with Legos. So this is what it's come down to. You're going to sacrifice all these kids, my child, for one kid, for a troubled kid. And she looked at me as pretty much. That's where I'm at. My hands are tied. And I was like, bullshit. Your hands are not tied. This is not okay. So, <clears throat> but we got through. I mean, you know, it's, it's hard and it's, you know, once again, walking that line. Um... Logan, you know, they've, they, my boys go to school together. They have each other's backs. 
But at the same point, there came a time where I had to tell my son, I said, look, you've had the time, right? And it doesn't feel good. I know what it's like. You know, I mean, geez, dude, when I was, I moved all around when I was in elementary school, dude, like I was spit on, I was, you know, there was a lot of stuff that happened. I'm like, dude, you got to start standing up for yourself. I says, you've had the time to be like, oh my gosh. And now you stand up for yourself. And for me, it, it's not, you know, I, I also told the school that if that kid hit my kid again, he's instructed to hit back, period. You know, you're not going to protect my son at school. So I've already said that. Yeah. And this is not the first time. Exactly. And this kid was also punching <clears throat> females. He was punching. We were standing because I would go out to recess with the kids. One of the kids was standing on, on the recess. He just walked right to a, up to him, clocked him in the face, closed fist, dropped the kid to the ground. Bam. And the school saying they can't do anything about this? No. Why not? Because there's so many laws that they can't do this. No kid can be suspended anymore because of educational rights or some crap like that. And all this other stuff. Oh, it's ridiculous. But like I said, I just, I told my kids, you know, if somebody hits... You try and walk away. They come after you again. You hit back. Period. I'm like, we aren't going to do this. We're a family. We take care of ourselves. And, you know, yeah, he got to the point where, you know, it teaches them self-worth, mm -hmm. too. You're worth sticking up for. I'll fight for you. Your brother will fight for you, but you need to fight for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that's something that's getting lost a lot. Is that, but it's not like an aggressive thing. It's a self-worthy thing, mm -hmm. in my opinion. So... That's just tragic that it has to even be a lesson that early. Yeah, seven years old. You know, you don't even, you have enough, you know, I don't know. It's, their innocence is lost very, very quick. Very quick. And a lot of kids have to grow up a ton. Like, I mean, I've heard so much and seen so much in these schools. And these kids are just like, they're, you know, they're little mini adults. But they, they have many adult, they have adult problems and they don't know what to do with them. Right, because developmentally they're not there to be able to handle no decisions like that. No, they live in drugs, they live in parents in the federal penitentiary, they live in, you know, their car. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's crazy. So, I just tell my boys, you know, my boys are very, they're good kids. They're really good kids, and, and most of the stuff they do is just normal stuff. But I think as a parent, for me, the hardest thing was when my kids were going through their stuff, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to handle it, and so you try all these different things, and you do feel like a failure, but on top of that, I think you learn stuff about yourself that you kind of really didn't want to know. <laughs> like what? What do you mean? What's an example? So, okay. If you want to talk about that. No, 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 no. I'm trying to think, like, I remember the feeling of, like, okay, so their third grade, so last year, their third grade year was super hard. My kids, they wouldn't do anything. Okay? And they're in a different program this last year. Yes, yeah. yes. So this is, like, mainstream <clears throat> kind of in it where they teach to test. They don't teach to teach. So they wouldn't do anything. They wouldn't do their homework. They wouldn't do their school. And it was just like this attitude that was just pretty much like, fuck you. 
So before I had kids, I thought, oh man, I'm going to tell my kids what to do. My kids are going to listen to me. I'm going to be the shit. So it's almost like this power struggle, right? Like I'm going to be the shit. Like you're going to listen to what I say no matter what, because yeah. I'm it. Except right? for children are little human beings with their own free will. <laughs> yes. And that's not really how things work as much as you wanted to. Damn that free will. E- even pets. Yes. <laughs> don't, I mean, sure, there are some that have been trained down to mostly listen, but they're still going to have those oh. moments. I mean, yeah. even Ben here, my, my ridiculous golden doodle here. That poodle side comes out frequently, and he decides whether he's going to listen or not. Yep. Regardless of my attempts to correct him. Yes. Huh. He's like, let me be me. And you can't have a pinch collar on a kid. That's abuse. Yeah, that is. That is right now. So, So, you know, so they were going through that, and it was, man... And, you know, and that's why I can say, like, I can actually stand in the shoes... Of being like, how do I look? You know, my kids, no, they're not being total assholes, but they ain't doing what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So how do I look as a mom? Right. Like, I'm a good mom, but holy shit, what is going on with my kids? Like, I didn't raise you like this, right? And this is, right, this is what we've all been told. I didn't raise you like this. What? What? <laughs> But I think every parent said or thought that at oh, some point. Oh, of course. Or multiple times. Because, like, you're like, dude, I didn't, you're not supposed to do this. But then on the other hand, it's like, well, what the hell are they supposed to do? They're going through their own shit. Right. They have so, to develop themselves. and Exactly. So I went through a lot. And I talked about, I'm very open with my kids. And so I'd be like, look, you guys are my only kids. I'm floundering. As a parent, I think everyone, you know, most of the time you want your kids to think that you know what the fuck you're doing. No, because my kids already know that half the time I'm like, dude, seriously, I'm, I'm about to freaking lose my shit. Just stop. <laughs> like, you know, both of them will get together and they do this tag team thing. And, and man, that third grade year, it was rough. But I, the, like, stuff that I learned about myself was kind of like that. Like, I, yeah, I was concerned for my children because I didn't quite understand it. I've tried to teach them. Um, you know, you can't do this. They would do their homework and not turn it in. <coughs> yeah, what's that about? Did right? you ever find out what no. that was about? No. They just were like, screw it. I would right. say, They actually did the work yes. and didn't turn it in. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm like, well, why did you turn it in? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Go in and do their, their work in the classroom. <sighs> and then, like, lose it. It was so frustrating, but... For me, I was like, you know, you have that kind of like, that instant of like failure, like, oh shit, you know, this is not a good thing and, you know, I need to, to, you know, whatever. So I think what happened with me is I got really wrapped up in myself, which once again, you have to understand that they're a separate person. You're there to help guide them and help them through. And then if they need a kick in the ass, yeah. But... You're there for them. But that's what I'm saying is that, like, sometimes you learn stuff about yourself that's not really flattering. You know, like, I mean, I don't know. I can't even think of a verbal one. It was just that feeling of, like, you know, I don't know. I, well, I, I, think, get too <clears throat> I think you've mentioned it before. It's just 
the best of intentions are that you're focused on the kids and their well-being, but there's always going to be, because we don't live in a vacuum, Yeah. we live in society, we live in a culture that has this parent shaming, and so you're, there's always going to be a point when you realize, oh, well, how does that reflect on me? Yeah. Even if it's not really reflecting on you. I mean, it's just like meditation, right? <clears throat> you try your very best to meditate and be still, and your mind wanders. <laughs> I had this amazing, this is only a side attachment, but I had this amazing app and it'd be talking you through meditating and then it'd be like, and it's okay, your mind is wandering, just bring it back to the center. And that's what it makes me think of. It's like, it's going to happen. These things are going to happen. You cannot prevent them. Just be open enough to be aware that it's going to happen and then you can center yourself again. Well, see, and that's just it. And that's, that's what I'm saying about like coming back around because I mean, I've never really giving a shit what people thought, you know, that's going to be their problem, you know, not mine, but going through that, you know, yeah, I did come to the point where I was just like, you know what, fuck it, man, I am doing the best I can, I don't understand somebody going after somebody else, that's something that I can't understand, Mm -hmm. Um, especially with parenting, I mean, even if, I mean, I don't know, it can, it can go a lot of different ways. I mean, there are some people that I really try to not pass that judgment on, which is hard because a lot of the parents have left it up to the school district to raise their kids. And I've heard it firsthand where a kid is throwing chairs across the classroom and the parent is telling the school that it's their problem and it's his behavioral issues are theirs and they better fix it because it has nothing to do with her. Wow. Which it obviously has everything to do with her. Right? And so that to me, I'm just like, <clears throat> you know, that kind of parent. Yeah, I got an issue. But I think for, yeah, the most part, people are just trying to go along. But in the same sense, there are people who just aren't doing it where it's like there's there's not that respect given and you know, for anything, so, but it's the way it is, you know, I told my boys, I said, to you, it may not be fair, fair is a stupid word, Uh, I don't know why it was even made, because it's stupid, everyone says, oh, life's not fair, or whatnot, and it's like, well, if you think about life in that sense, you're gonna have a fucked up life, that shouldn't even be in your freaking context, because it doesn't exist, I said, look, I'm raising you this way, you know, you're, you're going to do the right thing, even though it sucks. And that's how I was raised. And that's what I stuck to is that doing the right thing and not falling into a bunch of the crap sucks because you're the one that gets shit on. And so I'm sorry for that, but Mm -hmm. here you go. And I said, when you turn 18, if you want to leave my house and become an asshole, that's going to be your choice. And that's okay (laughs) because you're going to be out of my house. But while you're in my house, we're going to go along this way. And you could have your hiccups and you could have your nasty times because we all do. But, you know, like I said, I will help give you tools to go through that and stuff like that so that you know how to work through most of your crap. Yeah. Instead of just being forgotten. And then it comes out in a very different way. Yeah. That you're never, they, those kids, they don't have any, they have no consequences. They don't have them at home. 
they don't have them at school. They have them play with Legos. You punch a kid in the face, you play with Legos. Do you really think? But it's not the school district's job. But it's made to be, you know? You know what I mean? We need a total revamp. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a vicious cycle, right? Because they're coming from a household where their parents were probably fucked up by their childhood and they can't, you know, they were never taught coping skills. I mean, it's likely, not always, but it's likely a vicious cycle of drugs or violence or homelessness, all kinds of different things. And God forbid you actually have some actual genetic or mental disease to deal with on top of all of that. Yep. And, you know, so there's the balance of the personal responsibility slash what you've experienced has created who you are and you have to have both you know yes you should get compassion for having grown up in a shitty environment but you also can't just run around punching people in the face i mean that's not okay well i mean and that's just it like i mean this kid the thing was is this kid was in my son's class so i actually worked with this kid daily and it was a learning experience for me I'm ex- I was extremely protective of my children. Like, sometimes probably a little much. Just to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking, oh, if someone touches my kid, I'm going to fuck him up. Like, I don't care. Right? We all do that. Well, most of us. But, you know, this kid had terrorized my child. For, you know, whatever reason. And then I would have to read with him. Or do something like this. And the kid does have issues, you know, obviously. And so it was just coming around to that point to where it's like, I didn't treat him differently than I did the other kids. Mm-hmm. And it was a conscious choice because subconsciously I'm looking at this kid like, oh my God, you know, you hurt my son. Right. But then in the other hand, I'm like, you're a fucking child. Yeah. You're just a child. <laughs> you know, you're being not raised and you even though you know the difference between right and wrong but when you're not when that's not backed up with action it becomes a blurred line Mm -hmm. because you're being you know taught that it's okay pretty much Mm -hmm. by the school and whoever's raising you so i don't know it's it's okay i know that that kid is no longer punching kids in the face (laughs) which is I guess. You know, nice. Uh, so I hope that everything goes good for him. But as parents, I just, I know most of us just do the best that we can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who cares? There's no reason. Because anytime you shame somebody, you're looking in a mirror, my friend, and you're shaming yourself. Because that's just you... Picking something out in someone else that you have issues with yourself. Yeah. You know, and we're all guilty of it. I've done it, and I recognize it, and I'm like, shit, that's not very good. Stop. <laughs> you know, I don't ever say something to the other person, but, just, you know, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, don't spread your misery. You know, deal with your own shit. hmm Yeah. So. Well, the kids are uh, getting into puberty stage. Oh, my God. <laughs> At 10, for crying out loud, which is also crazy that biologically children are entering into this earlier and earlier. And I've seen lots of different 
research on why that might be, whether it's, you know, the genetically modified food that we're all eating at this point, or if it's just a biological, you know, evolution. But definitely, even if it's combination or for whatever reason, kids are younger and younger, biologically changing, even if they're mentally not at that place. So, you know, it's interesting to hear you share your experiences of do I smell or, you know, the minor (laughs) things. But plus, you got to still talk to them about things like erections and, you know, using proper terms of your body. And I mean, it just seems like they're still so young, but you can't wait to have those conversations anymore because they're happening in school, whether you have them or not. And you might as well be the one to tell them the correct information instead of having them get it from some kid at school. Is my thoughts. But I'm not the parent, so you tell me. Well, I mean, here's the thing, okay? We live in a very repressed society. Amen, sister. That's fucking ridiculous. Sex is not bad. Sex isn't evil. (laughs) It's it's part of our bodies. It's part of our makeup. It's not just for procreation. It feels good. It was done right. (laughs) So I have no problem. My kids, like I said, my kids have no... There's no bars held with me when I talk with my kids. If they have questions, they're answered. My kids started asking about sex when they were very young. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, this and that, you know. They'd be like, oh, well, you know, what's this? What's that? You know, talking about tongue kissing. Like, you know, I kiss my husband, obviously. <laughs> so my kids at a very young age saw me kissing my husband. And they're like, oh, my God, that's a tongue kiss. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of what you do. You know, I was like, oh. So the. But, but because you're normalizing the information, it's not taboo. No. And I mean, I think that's what gets us so in trouble. You're talking about repressed society yeah. and people are afraid to give their kids this information when they're young. And because of that, then it's taboo. Then they even want to go out and try it even more because they don't know what it is and they're only hearing it from their friends. And it's just creating a bad environment if, they, if they're exposed to it then it's not a mystery. They don't have to go out and try to figure it out on their own. No. Dude, it was like that when I was 15, man. I saw it back then. It's just ridiculous. You know, my kids, they started asking about sex. And I was like, well, what do you want to know? And they're like, well, you got to be naked. Well, that's the funny thing. I mean, I love that you start out with what do you want to know or what do you think? Because if you just launch into a whole sex ed class, like, you don't know where their little brains are coming from right. when they ask these questions. Right. Well, and it's steps and stages because the first time they were like, you know, this is like buns in between and they're like, well, I know you got to be naked. Yeah. You're not stepping into straight BDSM conversation right. the first time you talk to your kid. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so they're like, well, you got to be naked. I says, yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. And they're I mean, like, I guess you don't have to be naked. <laughs> well, you don't really have to be, but we're not getting technical right now. They're like, and you kiss. I says, yeah. They're like, oh. I said, what else? They're like, nothing. Walked away. Okay. (laughs) You know? And it just kept going up in steps and stages. And then, you know, it finally, they were, you know, and this is normally having these talks on the way home from school. Right. I go and pick up my kids. And it's seriously a five minute ride. And they're like, so this and that. And I can't even remember how it started out. But they were like. Well, what, like, I know you have to be naked and kiss, but what else happens in sex? 
And I looked at him in the rearview mirror and I said, you really want to know? I'm like, for real, dude, I'm, I'm on the reel here. You want to know? We're going to finish this out. <laughs> and they're and like, how, how old were they at this point? Uh, eight or nine. Okay. So this is just like a yeah. year ago. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm like, all right, we're going to get going. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I want to know. And I said, well, it's when a penis goes into a vagina. And oh, my God, they're like, mom, no. But they already knew what penis and vagina were. I mean, oh, it's not of course. like they didn't know body parts. Yeah. Oh, no, no. My kids, two years old, walking through the store. Girls have a vagina. <laughs> vagina. You know, oh, yeah. Like, they would point, yeah. That was that was me. My kids get behind a woman in line, and they're like, Mom, she has a vagina. I'm like, yeah, she's a girl. Shh. <laughs> she knows she has a vagina. Anyway. So I told them, and, and man, they just. Oh, no, that doesn't, oh, my goodness, and this and that, and so, uh, yeah, then it went on from there, and they, you know, they've asked other things, like, they started to ask about positions, and I said, well, there's many different, I'm like, that pretty much use your imagination, <laughs> I'm like, that's what it comes down to, aside, <clears throat> mm -hmm. um, do that and stuff, and then, they, I've raised my kids that, you know, because I know there's a ton of stuff with, like, uh, the LGBT, mm -hmm. you know, community and stuff like that. And there's a lot of issues with school and, and just with that period. And I've told my kids from an early age, obviously, it's none of your business. I says, who someone loves and who someone wants to fuck is none of your goddamn business. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> Pretty much. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm very passionate about that. Then when my boys were born, our upstairs neighbors were uh, a gay couple and they're beautiful and they got married a couple years ago but they were down with my boys all the time they came out and saw us when we moved out here mm -hmm. and stuff like that and I says that's you know that's just it it's it's none of your business people are people and you have no right you know because like you know they're getting around other kids of course and someone's like oh that's so gay and da 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 and you know I the first time I sat down and I talked with my my son I said look I get it. I totally do. Okay. I know that you're not stepping into like a bashing situation. I'm like, but it's not appropriate. Okay. There are some things that you just don't say. Yeah. Because you have no idea if someone in your class is actually gay. Right. <clears throat> I said, you know, there's little boys and little girls who may not know. And so by hearing this, it can just really mess them up. It's just not your place. Okay, okay, okay. So we're talking about that, and then my son asks me, he goes, well, how do men have sex? I mean, fair question when you're young. Well, it is. Of course, you know, they, they have that curiosity. And I said, once again, are like, you sure you want to know? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, I kind of looked at him and I said, what do you think? And he looks at me and he goes, they do it in the butt, huh? And I said, yeah. And he goes, oh. And I said, yeah, that's it. He goes, well, how do girls do it? And I said, talk to your dad. <laughs> I said, I'm not going there, dude. <laughs> I said, I don't mind getting into this. I said, but you need to go talk to your dad about girl on girl. That's kind of more his area. So, but uh, yeah, they're very open. And then they started getting little black hairs on their legs. And, uh, it, it, you, you can start seeing a change when their hormones start going nuts. Uh, my oldest, he's only older by six minutes. 
he a couple weeks ago came up and well for months they've been like oh smell my armpit smell my armpit I want to see if I stink so I need deodorant and <laughs> they did it I'm like no you're not there yet um and then he did come up a couple weeks ago and oh my god yes I'm like you need it and he was so proud so proud I'm getting deodorant you know I'm this I'm that I'm a man <laughs> like oh jeez okay honey kind of tone it down there a little bit uh-huh. But, um, yeah, in their class, though, they had a sex education um, where they brought in a nurse and, and stuff like that, and they actually had it out of packet. Because there is things, you know, kids are not, a lot of the times, taught about their body for whatever reason, and to me, it's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, Um you know, you need to explain to a child what a wet dream is. You know, you need to explain why, especially for a boy, you know, he's sitting in class and gets a boner in class. What is what is he supposed to do with that? Mm-hmm. You know, you have no information. No context to put it into. Yeah, my mom grew up with a girl that was never told what her period was and she thought she was bleeding to death. Right? How terrifying would that be? Right? <clears throat> I mean, talk about looking at your body all fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's horrible. So this actually goes through this this whole program. Uh, they had like a week of it. And it was amazing. Man, they went through everything. They did the boys and the girls. Together in the same class? No, oh. but in the same packet. Mm. So the girls were on the one side, the boys were on the other, uh, going through their separate things. But I liked how they each learned about the other. Right. Because I think that's super important, too. I mean, let's be honest. Girls get crazy. I do. <laughs> you know, yeah, if a man tells me that, I'm going to kick you in the nuts. <laughs> you should learn to keep your mouth shut. But, you know, it's good for them to just understand mm-hmm. at a young age that, you know what, yeah, she might be a little crazy. Just shut your mouth. You know, that's her right. You know, like my husband even told me. He's like, you know, girls, you start bleeding. You got to do all this stuff. And then it's like, boy, he just wants to go hump everything. He goes, yeah, I think you got the short end of the stick. I'm like, right? So, yeah. But, yeah, it was a really great program. My son's learned a lot. It's very open. You can ask a ton of questions, which did happen. But, I mean, it talks about, you know, everything that they might experience going through puberty. Did you have to get parental consent? Yes. We signed... See, that's the bummer of it, because, you know, the kids that need it the most, probably, are the ones whose parents don't want to have that conversation with them on their own, but also don't want the school to have it. See, and and that, to me, I mean, I think that gets in, because, for me, that just gets into a whole other area that (coughs) is just horrific, and you do your child such a disservice, and yourself. I mean, you know, come on, really? Like, I mean, yeah, everyone has issues, but you know, you shouldn't make your issues your kids' issues. Mm -hmm. I mean, period. You know, they need to be informed. This is a time and age where it's like you, you may be able to sit back with your prejudices and your own insecurities, but sending your child out into that, for me, in my opinion, is a form of abuse. Well, in particular, I think sex ed, because... Not just about sex, but like you're talking right. about everything that happens in puberty, 
is going to happen regardless if you teach it or not. Yes. They need to know for their own protection, for one. Yes. And so that they don't think they're going crazy. So they understand what an erection in class means or yes. what it means to get a period or whatever. Hormonal changes. Exactly. Wet dreams. Like <clears throat> right there, you know, you wake up, you're sticky, your sheets are sticky. You know, I mean, seriously, dude, what, what is the problem? It's, you know, sex is sex. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, you got an issue, you you need to address that or just, you know, have someone else address it with your kids. Yeah. Because it's not okay. Have you broached the subject of consent or was that brought up during the class, I wonder? It seems a little early, but then again, everything seems early to me and they need to learn it earlier and earlier. Well, yeah, because I mean, kids are having rainbow parties in sixth grade. What's a rainbow party? What the hell is a rainbow party? Oh, Jesus. So, a rainbow party is... <laughs> Don't laugh at me. No, I'm not laughing at you. Okay, I'm seriously not. But it's just <laughs> when you talk about sixth graders this way, it's like when you say it verbally, it's really fucked up. Um, it's a blowjob party. And you wear different rings uh, or different shades of lipstick. What? And if it's how many rings a boy has, which I don't know how a boy of sixth grade could have. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, a, it's a rainbow party. It's a lipstick party. And it, how many shades of lipstick you have is how many BJs you got. And that's a sixth grade. I mean, that's, that's happened I mean, I have grade. so many thoughts about that <laughs> right now. So I, I say that because it is important. I mean, that could be to an them. entire another episode. We'll yeah. save that for later. But but that I'm is, in overload right now. <laughs> that is something about consent. Um, I don't remember if it was out there. I've told my boys uh, about condoms, and you know, gotten into the subject. Like they've asked me what rape is. They had to do. They have to do articles. All right, articles out of the newspaper, right? Yeah, for school, <coughs> for their class. And, you know, I don't look at the news anyway. Uh, I have definite reasons why this is one of them, because it's just full of shit. But I had to do it for the kids, and so I'm trying to look for an article that, you know, I feel is okay. And my kid's looking with me, and he goes, what's rape? And I said, ugh. I said, well, rape is when normally a man will force a woman to have sex and he hurts her and it's really horrible it's very violent and it's not about sex it's about the power that he draws from it by hurting somebody and violating them like that and they're kind of looking at me you know because they're still super young but you know you ask the question it's going to get answered i'm like it's, it's really fucked up and it's not something that you ever need to worry about i'm like when you do start having sex you know, I don't feel you necessarily need to love somebody. I think if you have a lot of feelings and you care for them, like genuinely, I said, that's great. I said, if you have sex with somebody, you treat them right. You're very respectful. Yeah, this needs to be consensual. Yeah. And <laughs> Nothing then, else. You know, and then don't be a dick to her after. It, you know what I mean? I mean, you just kind of treat them with, with kindness and care why they're in your care kind of thing, you know, and I told him, I said, you need to wear a condom. I said, period. I'm like, condoms, there's lots of STDs, dude, and you don't want it to fall off? I'm telling you. <laughs> Which, then they're like, mom, will it really? And I'm like, no, but still. 
So, yeah, we you did probably talk. wish it did. Yeah, right. With some of those. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we did talk about that. You know, they're, they're <clears throat> getting to that point where they understand that. But you have to have a little more in-depth when talk older, about, yeah, when they start asking more. Like you said, steps and stages, right? Yeah, they come to me. You Overview know? first, and then as they ask more questions, you can be like, okay, here's, you know, what consent is, and... Well, yeah, and I told them, you know, because people were like, oh, porn is so bad and naked pictures. No, it's really not. You know, I mean, yeah, my kid's not going to sit there and, like, watch a full porn video. But, you know, I told them, I said, if you guys are curious, go talk to your dad. And there's always Playboy. Yeah. You know, it's play- just a body for crying out loud. Well, and it is. And that's, and the other thing is, is that, hello. You know, but that goes on to other... I mean, I totally get why some people are like, oh my god. Cause it yeah, goes Playboy's with, pretty tame. I yeah, mean. no, it is. Especially when you got a full internet full of stuff <clears throat> that you never thought was possible. Um, but yeah, I'm like, you could go and see. I've told him, I says, your dad will pull up pictures. And they've declined. No, I don't really need to know right now. Okay. Yeah. You know, but it's open to you. And, and they're not curious more because they know that it's available if they want to know. Yeah. It's not a crazy taboo subject that they have to go ask their friend who's probably yeah. going to look up some crazy site on the internet because they have a right. phone at 10 years old or whatever. Right, some Russian Again, a whole other episode. <laughs> I know, right? Some Russian <clears throat> site. Yeah, no, it's, it gets a little crazy, but yeah. No, I think if you're just really open with your kids and you're just, you don't treat them like adults, man, but you don't treat them like they're stupid either because they're not. And so you just have to pick and choose. You know, some things they ask me about, I'm like, no. We ain't having that conversation right now. Because for one, it don't pertain to them. Mm-hmm. And for two, they will have no understanding. And so I'm not going to step into something where my kid's going to be like, oh my God, you know. And then like, they get all messed up about it. It's like, dude, you don't need to know right now. Save it for later. Mm-hmm. You know, then we move on. Yeah. So like I said, there's always that, some things I indulge, some things I, I won't. Fair enough. So. Well, I've kept you over here for over an hour now, so I thought we might end with, uh, what are you looking forward to? What are you fearful of? What, you know, final thoughts about things? Well, you know, I haven't, uh, I don't hold on to fear anymore. I really don't. There's no point in it. I will go through with my kids as they go, how I go in my life. We'll just flow through it and whatever comes up, we'll do together or alone, but they'll always have my help. And I'm just looking forward to the summer, being with my boys and being outside and having fun. Yeah. Even in this cloudy weather, you said you're going to the beach today? Yeah. Because weather doesn't control you. No. We in, <laughs> we, you know, we're in Seattle, man. You got to do stuff in the rain. Yeah. Or else you just are a shut-in. <laughs> hey, don't judge me. Well, no, I'm not. <laughs> Except for you. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for spending your time with me and talking, and I'm sure we'll find some other things to chat about. Awesome. Well, thanks um, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Enjoy the beach. Thank you. All right, that was my discussion about a unique perspective on parenting with my neighbor, Jess. If you have comments about parenting, whether it's your own experience of being parented or how you parent your kids or any comments like that, you can certainly email us. We'd love to hear it at 
someday_deadpc at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at someday_deadpc, and you can find us on Facebook. So uh, I think most important from that whole conversation was about teaching your kids self-worth and being present as much as you can, regardless of whatever upbringing you had is. I think we all want the best for our kids. We all want better than we had. And so let's try to give that to them because someday we'll all be dead and they'll be here taking care of themselves or taking care of us.